episode of the Sunshine Republic podcast. Let's take a look at some of Florida's most beloved authors. Uh, the first you um, may well know, and his name is Jimmy Buffett. He has written a variety of, of Florida books. Uh, while he's best known as a singer, certainly, there are a number of books that uh, are well worth taking a look at, including Tales from Margaritaville, A Pirate Looks at 50, Where is Joe Mer- Merchant, uh, A Salty Piece of Land, Swine Knot. Uh, he has written a number of uh, children's books as well that uh, you really should take a look at. But uh, because of his fame, uh, really had to include him on this list. And frankly, they're, they're very entertaining books. Um, <clears throat> my particular favorite is a, a, fire, a Pirate Looks at 50. Then, of course, Randy Wayne White uh, from the west coast of Florida um, has had a very productive career. Initially, he started writing fiction under the name of Carl Ram, R-A-M-M, and Randy Stryker, if that's not a, uh, a great pseudonym, I don't know what is. But he really hit his stride writing the Doc Ford novels, uh, starting in 1990 with Sanibel Flats, The Heat Islands, and The Man Who Invented Florida. Oh, I believe there's 25 now in that, in that series. And they are, uh, just fascinating books. Uh, they, uh, include the main character of Doc Ford, who is a marine biologist, uh, who is, uh, retired, lives out, uh, works out on a pier, uh, in and around, uh, Sanibel Island. And he, um, often gets involved in, um, a number of interesting scenarios. As Randy Wayne White tells the story, uh, in 1988, after a decade as a full-time fishing guide uh, at the Tarpon Bay Marina uh, in Sanibel Island, uh, the federal government closed the bay to power broke traffic permanently. And as a charter fisherman there, he was out of a job. He didn't know what to do. Uh, he did charter from a, a trailer from local hotels and uh, would, would take folks out to the ocean. Uh, by night, he says he sat at an old Underwood typewriter and bushwhacked his way towards a new path, that of a novelist. Don't quit your day job, a prospective agent reportedly told him, unaware that he no longer had a day job. It wasn't the first time, he says, that he made a bumbling decision and he pushed ahead without a safety net. Uh, he states that he'd been working at the craft of writing throughout his fishing career and had some luck. He sold a few articles to magazines and had written a, a bunch of what he calls pot boiler thrillers under pen names. But the welfare of his family was now at stake and failure was not an option. Six months after that, he finished Sanibel Flats, the first novel which he felt was good enough to attach his real name of Randy Wayne White. He packed the manuscript in a box and mailed it off to New York unaware that the fictional world that he had created would fulminate, grow, and expand over 30 years and transform his life in a way that seemed to be the stuff of dreams or incredibly good luck. He says that today he realizes that it's a rare day that he doesn't wake up psyched to get to work. 
um, now that he's got uh, 26 novels under his belt. And he continues to be marveled at how the small fishing community that he came to love during his years as a guide has, in a semi-fictional form of Dinkins Bay Marina, blossomed into a living, breathing universe for thousands of Doc Ford and Tomlinson fans worldwide. Um, his books are great. I'd urge you to pick, pick it up, start with Sandbell Flats, and uh, let's move on to our next author, Carl Hyacin's books are vivid, vibrant, and often surreal. However, each of these incredible stories are, in fact, founded upon a nugget of truth uh, in the state, in and from the, the state of Florida. Carl became a reporter. Um, with the Miami Herald and began writing novels in his spare time. Uh, the first three, not terribly well known, are co-authored with his friend and a, and a fellow journalist, William Montalbano. Uh, these were Powder Burn in 1981, and Trap Line the following year, and A Death in China. His first solo novel, and one of the more memorable, is Tourist Season, written in 1986, and it featured a, a group of echo warriors who kidnapped the Orange Bowl queen in Miami. Um, the book's main character later was whimsically uh, spoken about by Jimmy Buffett in the song The Ballad of Skip Wiley, which appeared on Jimmy Buffett's Barometer Soup album. Uh, in all, there's 20 high-end novels and nonfiction books that have been on the New York Times bestseller list, and uh, some earlier ones, Striptease, was turned and adapted into a 1996 uh, feature film with, uh, you might remember, Demi Moore and Burt Reynolds. Um, Bad Monkey was also made in, into a film. Uh, I believe uh, it uh, will be out on Apple TV with Vince Vaughn at some point in the future. Um, certainly, Hyacinth's first, first venture into writing for, for children came with Hoot in 2002. Uh, it was adapted into a 2006 film that was filmed in, in and around South Florida, including uh, on the pier in Lauderdale by the Sea. Uh, it was directed by Will, Will Schreiner, and uh, Jimmy Buffett prov provided songs for the soundtrack and actually even appeared in a role of Mr. Ryan, a middle school teacher. Um, Carl has written a number of subsequent children's novels. Flush, Scat, Chomp, and Skink, No Surrender, which, um, which very interestingly, uh, introduces younger readers to some of his, uh, adult characters from his, from his other books. Um, there is a range of them. Um, he started with, uh, as I said, Tourist Season in 1986, Double Whammy in 1987, Skin Tight, Native Tongue, Tease, Stormy Weather, Naked Came the Manatee, Lucky You, Sick Puppy, Basket Case, Skinny Dip, Nature Girl, Star Island, Bad Monkey, Razor Girl, and Squeeze Me in, in 2020. Uh, for, for many of those of you who are in Florida and are readers, you probably, uh, virtually all those names probably resonate with you. John McDonald. 
John McDonald wrote the Travis McGee series. Many Floridians know this series from the uh, 60s through the 80s. What you might not know about John Dan McDonald was that uh, he was a truly prolific author of, of not only Travis McGee novels, but crime and suspense novels. And a variety of those, including Condominium, for example, were set in his adopted home of Florida. Uh, while it's a little less known today, he was one of the most successful American novelists of his time. He sold an estimated 70 million books. And, of course, his best-known works include the popular and critically acclaimed Travis McGee series, um, as well as the 1957 novel The Ex Executioners, which was filmed as Cape Fear in 1962 and then remade later in, in 1991. MacDonald, his first published short story, G-Robot, appeared in the July 1936 Double Action Gang magazine. Well, following his 1945 discharge from the Army, MacDonald spent four months writing short stories, generating 800,000 words, and losing 20 pounds while typing 14 hours a day, seven days a week. He received hundreds of rejection slips, but Cash on the Coffin appeared in the May 1946 pulp magazine Detective Tales. He would eventually sell nearly 500 short stories to various mystery and adventure fiction magazines. Selections from his, from his early magazine fiction, somewhat revised, were later republished in two collections, The Good Old Stuff in 1982 and More Good Old Stuff 1984. Starting a little bit later with The Brass Cupcake in 1950, McDonald also wrote more than 40 standalone crime thrillers and domestic dramas, most, mostly published as paperback originals, and many, of course, set in Florida. Among them, as we previously mentioned, was The Executioners, which was um, you know, filmed as a movie twice. He also wrote three science fiction novels, including The Girl, The Gold Watch, and Everything, which was filmed for TV. And after introducing his series character, Travis McGee, in 1964, McDonald concentrated mostly on that series, although he did publish uh, additional standalone novels. So Travis McGee. In 1964, McDonald published The Deep Blue Goodbye, the first of 21 novels starring Travis McGee, a self-described salvage consultant who recovers stolen property for a fee of 50% and who narrates his adventures in the first person. McGee originally was to be called Dallas McGee, but McDonald dropped that name after the Kennedy assassination, borrowing instead the name of Travis or Air Force Base. The McGee adventures, each of which has a color in the title, mostly play out in Florida, where McGee lives a hedonistic bachelor life on a houseboat. It uh, travels some of the stories to the Caribbean or to Mexico, and many of them feature his friend and sidekick Meyer, a renowned economist who helps Travis deconstruct elaborate swindles and cases of business corruption. Uh, many, of the no many of the novels build upon each other, and it really is encouraged to um, start 
start with the deep blue goodbye and uh, work your way through the list. Um, you know, this list of 20 novels are among the most beloved fiction, Florida fiction uh, that there is. Um, and really, they are a foundation for, uh, they've been acknowledged as a foundation by authors such as Carl Hyacin and Randy Wayne White and, and, and even Jimmy Buffett. Um, some others that uh, reference and acknowledge a debt to McDonald include James Hall, Les Standiford, Jonathan King, Tim Dorsey. And in 1972, the Mystery Writers of America bestowed upon McDonald its highest honor, the Grand Master Award for Lifetime Achievement. Stephen King praised McDonald as the great entertainer of our, of our age and a mesmerizing storyteller. Kingsley Amos said McDonald is by any standards a better writer than Saul Bellow. Only McDonald writes thrillers and Bellow is a human heart chap. So guess who wears the top grade laurels? In a May 2016 New York Times interview, author Nathaniel Philbrick said, I recently discovered John McDonald's Travis McGee series. And every time I finish one of those slender books, I tell myself it's time to take a break and return to the pile on the nightstand. But then I find myself deep into another McGee novel. And before there was Lee Child, before there was Carl Hyacinth, there was John McDonald, as prescient and verbally precise as anyone writing today can possibly hope to be. In all of these novels, McGee had his lodgings on the 52-foot houseboat, The Busted Flush, that was won in a poker game on a busted flush hand. It was docked at Slip F-18 in the Bohemar Marina in Fort Lauderdale, right south of Los Olas. And in 1987, the Friends of Libraries USA installed a literary landmark plaque around Slip F-18 in Bohemar. Um, those of us who were around at the time saw that. Uh, but after the docks were remodeled, the plaque was moved back to the dock master's office. But we all know that Slip F-18 will forever be right there in BMR. Those certainly was, is where I would start reading Florida fiction with, Car- with um, John McDonald, Carl Hyacin, Jimmy Buffett, and Randy Wayne White. So thanks for listening on this episode of the Sunshine Republic, and we uh, look forward to seeing you on an upcoming episode very soon. Thank you very much.